everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to our third and final session of the Bumper Bambalia. Bumper Bambalia is the Ghana word for conference. So here we are today in 2019 having a Bumper Bambalia here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. Thank you all for coming. It's absolutely wonderful to be here with all of the artists who are here as part of Diamond Day this year. And I'd just like to introduce our, our last final panel. We have a series of talks all through the weekend and the program is available at the desk and also online. Thank you all for coming. Thank you for being able to come to Adelaide and share your beautiful work with us on Ghana Country. I'm just in awe of the work that you all are all doing and I'm just greatly honoured to be able to help present your work to our audiences who are, have come from across Australia and from across the world to share in the wealth of your knowledge and understanding of your culture. So I'd like to introduce Bruce uh, McLean, who's here with us from the Queensland Art Gallery and who's just been appointed as Assistant Director of Indigenous Programs at the National Gallery of Australia. So we're absolutely honoured. It's very public now. <laughs> um, Judy Watson, who's a wonderful artist who's come to us from living in Brisbane. Gary Sibisado and Daryl Sibisado, who have come all the way from Lombardina, north of Broome, to be with us. And Mario and Carol, husband and wife from the Tiwi Islands, from Melville Island. Thank you very much for being with us. <laughs> and Wuka Monambi from Bukulange Malka, from Yirkala, northeast Arnhem Land. And, <laughs> and Robert Fielding from Mimili Community. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Um, I'd like to just start um, by acknowledging the um, Garner people, uh, the owners of this beautiful country um, that we have been able to come together on here um, over the last few days and over this weekend um, to share as mobs from all over this country um, and come together. And it's great that we have this Bumper Pampalia here um, where everyone can come and share about their work and share with everyone who's coming here um, as to why um, what they do is important to both them but also to everybody who's seeing it. Um, so I'd really like to um, acknowledge the Ghana people and um, Nikki and her team here at Tandi Tanandi and, and the AGSA um, for, for putting something like this together. Um, my name is Bruce Johnson-McLean. I'm a Wurri man from uh, central Queensland. Uh, my country is uh, something we call Ripit, uh, which explains the connections between related people um, and places along the Belianda River and the area that's known as the Galilee Basin. Um, so it's a, a pleasure to be here to, um, I guess, witness a lot of the, the work that's going on here and the sharing that everyone's doing. Um, I'm joined by a, an incredible panel of artists um, and cultural practitioners and heroes um, today. And um, some of them are a little bit shy, some are rock stars. Um, <laughs> but could you just uh, also just put your hands together properly um, to make everyone feel 
welcome and safe in this space. Now, um, I was going to start with somebody who told me not to start with them, but I'm going to do it anyway. So, Gary um, Supersado, um, you can go first. Um, uh, and um, Gary's work, for those of you who haven't seen it, go and see it. Um, it's upstairs um, uh, in uh, the room behind the Tiwi Pukamani Totini poles. Um, the, the carved um, pearl shell and, and other shell work. Um, can you um, just explain a little bit about um, your work and the, and the work in the show and, and the work that you do more, more generally? Yep. I do like pearl shell work, which is part of my country, part of my culture. I work with pearl shell for thousands of years, so I do a lot of carving of that, and this year I've mixed it up with a used turtle shell as well. I did the story of a turtle going to the nesting ground and laying her eggs and then the baby's coming off the nesting ground and then like the circle of life, the whole thing, which is, which symbolizes people as well. And the, 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 um, the carving that you do, um, traditionally it was a little bit of a different form. Do you do it in that traditional style as well? Yeah, I use traditional designs, but I sort of done it contemporary way, and I told the story on the shell itself, I carved under the turtle, there's symbols on the shell itself, and it tells the story of the journey of the turtle. So in, in the way that you're doing that, um, and changing the way that you're, you're making it, is it to really to, I guess, animate the story for people to understand? Yeah, yeah, basically, you could say that. So, I've, yeah, I've done the real thing, and because they wouldn't know, understand the symbol, so I've done the real thing with the symbol on it. So, shows. And for you, um, when your work's shown in a gallery like this, um, is that important for you as a, I guess, a, also a cultural practitioner? Um, you know, what does it mean for you when people like the audience here come into the space and? See the see the works that you're doing. Yeah, I think it's in, it's important for any indigenous person to be seen out there. You know, and like we all have different cultures, but we're all the same people. A lot of the stories are the same, and we're yeah, just to be out there and out there for the world to see. So, tell them our story, and maybe they can understand more. Thanks, Gary. someone who didn't want to speak first, you did beautifully. Um, and I'll, I'll move on to the other person who didn't want to speak. You know. um, <laughs> brother, um, <laughs> Daryl Sibisato, um, whose works are in the, in the uh, entrance uh, upstairs, in the sort of atrium uh, upstairs. Um, and your works similarly kind of speak to the history of pearl shell carving, but can you speak um, to to the work that you do generally, but also to the work in the show here? Um, yeah, I guess like, like Gary um, was saying about the symbols, my work is inspired by the Rigi, traditional Rigi designs. Um, and the reason I'm doing them in this form now is just, for me it's like 
um, trying to express a new language that people may not be familiar with, you know, and, um, and I'm just sort of amazed by, by, the, by the perception of, and the way that our, our people traditionally saw things and how they represented them. So, I mean, they're quite abstract, but if you stand there long enough and be in their presence, the, the thing comes out and you'll, you can see the story. So, and that's what I'm really trying to do, is just um, introduce not just other blackfellas and Australia and the world you know, in general, just to another language and another way of actually seeing things. And that's, that's really important because um, a lot of people think of Aboriginal art as a particular thing, so then to, to come to your works here, um, you know, they seem very abstract as well. Um, uh, but it, I guess I think that's interesting why, uh, with Gary's work as well, um, showing some of that more narrative detail in it as well, so understanding both the, the abstract design and in, in, in that work as well. Um, but uh, the work that you've got in the show here is um, made out of uh, fabricated metal as well. Um, uh, why has the work sort of gone from that pearl shell into the fabricated metal? Um, for me, I, I guess first we, we, we started with print, sort of like, you know, um, just moving from the carving, the traditional pearl shell carving, and then to print, just to make it a bit more accessible. Um, and then also for me, like our people have always worked with whatever's there and whatever's in their environment and, and metals here, so why not, you know? Um, and in order for me to make them big and, you know, strong enough to be made that big, it had to be metal. And I was interested in Corten steel just because of the rust quality to it and the way that, you know, eventually these things, my intention was really for them to be public, you know, public art um, and to finally just um, turn to dust, you know. Beautiful. Um, thank you, Daryl. It's beautiful. Um, Mario um, Wallamapi and uh, Carol Pruntatameri. Um, we might talk to you um, next about, um, Mario, firstly, your work in the exhibition. Um, if anyone hasn't been into the, the room upstairs with the, the, um, the, the Pukamani, the Tatini and the Tonga from uh, Tiwi, um, go up there, just amazing. Um, and a big group of them like that haven't been put together for, for quite a long time, so it's astonishing to be in that room. Um, but I um, wanted to ask you, Mario, about um, your work, and we were talking just before the panel um, about how long you've been making work. Can you just let everybody know how long you've been doing that carving for? Uh, well, I, well, I started doing that uh, carving since I went to Tarwood, did anybody know this place called Tawan? Tawan? Tawan. Yeah. 2000, 2010, I went there. My first trip there, and I seen everything. What they made, you know? And I think myself, uh, myself I do the carving when I come back to Tiwiang. I never did done carving in my life. Because when I came back from Taiwan, I started to make the carving. Mm. Then two faces I made. Mm. One is Pokopali. 
the way out the other side. His wife's way out. It's the important mm. story for the, Tiwi, yeah? The, the, the story about the woman mm. and where you could. For a long time, we had elders from the oldest. Mm. How do you get carbon? So you've always had that story, but you yeah. only just started making those poles recently. Yeah. Mm. Um, the... Um, both of you have been inspired um, by trips overseas. So, Mario, your trip to Taiwan um, recently. And for, for people who don't know too much about places like Taiwan, um, uh, you know, it has a really vibrant um, indigenous culture there as well, um, where things like, you know, carving um, and things like that happen. Um, the culture is really, you know, like, like so many unique, but if it had to be compared to anything that we might need to compare it to, it, it's quite similar to a lot of um, Pacific Island cultures, actually. Um, very different to the um, sort of Asian perception that people have of the, the, the Chinese who, who um, have colonised that space. Um, so seeing those carvings and things in, in Taiwan was really important, yeah, wasn't and it? Uh, and the dancing too. We, mm. we, we had the dance there. Like we danced last night. Mm. In the first time that she met what Chewy danced with. And they really enjoyed female dancing. Because mm. they never see Chewy people dance like this. Mm. So they were happy to see us. Mm. So one of the men, he's a nickname from Taiwan, just came last year. And I came to visit Kalangati, mm. the Chewy Island. So mm. we're very happy to see him. Thank you for taking us over and we thank you to come up to Ireland. And establishing those links across the sea and across to different places is really important too, isn't it? To, um, like you're saying, that the, the artists from Taiwan came to Perlingimpi in Tiwi and uh, to, to make sure that those connections were established. And Carol, um, you also had a, a recent trip, a really important trip. Um, as well, where you reconnected with some Tiwi works um, in a collection. Can you tell everybody about where you went and what you saw? Yeah, last year in May, uh, I went to Italy and we went to Rome in the Vatican. Yes, I was walking, they showed us um, our Paul Cemetery, our Paul from TV Island. Yeah, and when I first seen that, uh, I was really, you know, touched. When I seen the Paul, like, uh, my spirit was there. When I seen the Paul, I was excited, really excited to see the Paul there, in a long way from home. So that's a, a big story that's come out of the last few years, I guess, that there's a, a quite a big and beautiful group of the Tatini um, Bukramani poles in, in the Vatican collection. Um, and apparently they're on fairly prominent display and 30,000 people a day can see them at the Vatican in their collection. 
um, but people here didn't really know about it. Um, so um, it's great that you had the chance to go back and reconnect with that stuff. Yeah. And that there was one my or what my brother she she rang me up from uh, Italy and she called me every better that when she was here. <laughs> That's when I was ten fifty two. So she left you alone for your birthday. <laughs> that trip to Italy was more important. <laughs> That's great. Um, and Mario, you've been doing a bit of dancing as well um, in the space with the with the poles over the opening few days. Um, for you as a, a Tiwi person, um, what does it mean when you have those works in the space and you can dance in the space and show you know your art and your culture and how it lives to everybody in here? Like we dance to to represent our family. Senator of family that passed away. Like, you know, like her family passed away, so I have to dance for them. And like my family, my uncle's family, that's, that's why we met it. Timothy Paul, Pokemon Paul, we call it. The Tuni. That's why I met the Paul, so we can dance, so we can share it, her name. Her name, her name, her father's name. Uncle name. That's why we made the power for the person who passed away. So um, the poles are the mortuary poles, um, and they danced with and, and used to um, as a memorial for deceased, so fathers and uncles and, and people who <laughs> passed away. That's why that's why they dance with. It's important. Um, Wukun, because she looked at me like that. Um, I'll, I'll <laughs> 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 I was going to go to Robert, but <laughs> those eyes get sold it. Um, <laughs> um, your your work is upstairs for for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, sorry, downstairs. Um, uh, as you snake your way through the the gallery space, um, and you walk through a, a, a sort of wall into this room, it opens up into a room full of logs painted in your fish designs with projections of schools of fish swimming around them. Um, so you walk into the space and, oh my God, um, it's amazing. Um, can you tell us about your work and, and what your work means? Um, my work is, um, I used to be a diver myself and when you're looking at my painting, it's not the surface of the water. It's beyond inside how fish rotate between river to river, creek to creek, ocean to ocean, looking for their destiny. It's just like you and I, when we looking in the internet for our great, great, great grandfather, it's the same thing. If the fish move, we're moved too. So, you know, it's a way that you look, you combinate that together so that they can work together. And um, <coughs> you've made the, the poles with the, the fish designs on them for um, a few years now, but recently you've been using the projectors with the design on it too. How did that come about? Well, I moved out from um, <coughs> completely um, from the log into uh, to do the 
video or the 3D of doing it. And I don't know how I'd done it, but apparently I had a, my boss who worked together with us to put that projector together. And I said, oh, let's try this once at all and then, you know, then move on to another stage. So I'm still moving on from different area to area to area. And I think I, I saw one smaller group of your works in Telstra uh, a few years ago. Might yeah. have been one of the first ones you did with the projector. And now you, you've taken up the whole room with that projection. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a, a that was the first test that I've done on the 3D. Mm. And then it kicked mine into making it more bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And, um, and not only that, um, I work along with people like uh, in America, with Kriguru, and the reason why we put that, we collaborate the, um, the whole, uh, the painting from all different artists, is not to show, but to give the strength and the power to each other. Mm. And that's how indigenous people are like that. We have the system, which it means Kurutu. Kurutu is the system of how we strengthen each other, even though we're so far, we can still touch by the system. And, and that, I know some people doesn't understand, but when you look at one tree, all the indigenous people are in one tree. We've got family, we've got skinship, we've got relationship, and that's how we touch each other. Like today, when you go into, the, into this art and look at the art, you just don't look at the art. There's something beyond that. That's a spirit. That's a strength. That's a power in there for us. And this is, this is how I look at it. I don't know how you look at it. And that, that's something that you've talked about in your essay in the catalogue, and a lot of people from the community have talked about it as well, that there's the, the design that you see, but that's just, just the skin of what it really is, isn't it? Yeah, it's, just, it's the system that how we can relate it together because only by indigenous we can feel each other, the power, because this is where the, the old people have given to us and we share that among each other in this panel and also not in that, but in our painting. So when the audience, everyone who is in the audience after this we'll go into that space and have a look at the work um no they will um <laughs> i'll take them um uh what do you want them to understand about your work when they're looking at well it? not to understand because it's very hard for the white fellow to understand i want to tell the truth because it's very long way to understand unless you um come down to the grassroots level and and sit down with the indigenous people and learn about it then you can understand. And one thing, a lot of times the indigenous people share things to the white followers, the white followers doesn't share it to us. Thank you. Robert, um, your, your work in the exhibition um, is upstairs. Um, and is, oh sorry, downstairs. Been standing on my head this morning. Um, <laughs> um, and it's the, 
the car in the centre of that that room that you walk into, um, with Neopolis painting behind it. Um, can you um, talk to us a little bit about um, that work and also the work that you do with, you know, objects like that? Wow. <laughs> Another two years have come now, Tananti, 2019. One must rise to acknowledge who we are and where we come from. On behalf of APY, and all our Nungo throughout our country, from the four corners of our earth, we acknowledge the traditional owners of this country. And that has given us the honor to showcase our work in the diversity of work, our kornpu, mil milpa, chukurpa, the story, the song and dance that we all represent here today. But with my work, it's about murka. Many see a car wreck, but to me, it's more than a car wreck, an object an object of memory, of culture, of shared stories. Wow, wow. Every mark I have made on this car, every sound I've captured is by that lady that is sitting in that wheelchair, my nana, Tapi and Puna. How important Inmer is, and how important that Chukurpa is, and how Kornpu all cultures are. Every mark I've made in this car, every sound I've captured, for the recording is informed by Chokurpa, story. Everett Park Station was a traditional owners that was given back in 1972. So it was a cattle station. The car came to rest, witnessing the changes of who we are today but a VW Beatles that was hidden within the crevices of our community before my time, but it was 1953. This car is a marker of an era, a marker of social change and a marker of resilience. Without my collaboratives and my teachers, as one of my teachers is sitting in the wheelchair over there today, Tapi Goodwin, which is also the matriarch of our community, which has taught my wife, which is also a Minma on my left. As I have family members here also, and international friends here also, I acknowledge each and every one of them. Without them, we would not be here sharing our work. Without my collaborative teachers in my life, I would not be sitting here, because one had to go back to move forward in English as well as languages. The motives on the car from my story was Ngopolia's design. How one has sat across the opposite side of the room with me and every marking and every detail from the earth we come to the earth we return, Manda Mil Milpa, as everything have you have seen on there was sandblasted, sandblasted from the pigments of the earth. I use them under the earth of memory to make a statement this is their land, that it is also mine, because what offspring she has is her father. What offspring I have is my grandson. But all stories and everything, once again, goes to Ngopolia, to Puna, and to especially my nana that is sitting in the wheelchair again, that this is where the storylines, the song lines, that we must hold on to, Kornpu, the lights, the light represents the fire that burns in the hearts of all of us. 
but burns in the heart of this car because it is about the future. If one spends time with the car, they will hear voices of prestigious men and women of our community as their light will diminish one day, but that car will still have the sound effect. Palya, Kala, Salam. Beautiful. Did you want to talk uh, any more about the car too? <laughs> or are you good with that? No, when one goes down, one must look to the left. One must look at the car. It's a collaborative between brother and sister. The motifs and the design on that car is something that is within. Within on my left, that they have given us our foundation of who we are and who we are meant to be. How one is a descendant of stolen generation, but one has returned to Wanga, Chokurpa, Mil Milpa, Without that lady, once again, that's sitting in that wheelchair, she is my nana, she is my kami. And, you know, to share this stage with many prestigious men and women, it is an honor to sit amongst these men and women on this stage today to show the power that we have within our artwork and that each and every one that is sitting in the audience, you only see a snippet of who we are. What you buy is a snippet, but there's... Caretakers and the holders are within of the grandmasters that I am privileged to sit by today. Polya. Beautiful. I sat with you yesterday and, and you talked about your work and it never gets old or less beautiful anytime you talk about it. But you talked to me about gold as well, which is another element of that car. Can you just maybe men mention that one thing as well? Well, gold within my work is about we as Indigenous and non-Indigenous people have something that many people don't have. You have love. Love conquers everything. So gold represents the people that I'm sitting upon this stage with also that they come from very strong, proud Chokurpa, Inma, Mil Milpa, story, song and dance that we all represent gold and each and every one of you are the gold links of who you are today by listening to each and every one of us how we have spoken. But with my work, it's about owner, it's about belonging and it's about gold is who we are, that it's a, just a golden moment but it's a golden treasure, it's a golden opportunity for one to be sitting here one day emerging artists from my region and from these people countrymen's regions that gold is who we are and to share with the audience and to ourselves, you know, it's important, gold is gold. Mm. <laughs> Definitely. Um, and um, I, as a segue into to Judy Watson's work, you know, I, I love objects and the way that that car um, sits in the space and you see a wreck of a car, but it represents so much more the way that an object can represent so much more. Speaks to everybody's art, you know, people see, see one thing, but there's all of these other layers and knowledge and connection beneath that as well. And Judy, you're somebody who's worked with objects in your work for a very long time. You've been to many museums and mindless collections and um, your works which are upstairs opposite Gary's work in the, the space. Um, 
beautiful blue pigmented works. Can you speak to those and, and about the story behind these works? Hi, uh, I'd like to acknowledge um, Ghana and other traditional owners here and everybody on the panel. So lovely to meet you all, some for the first time and um, lovely to see you all in the audience as well. So I'm a one-year woman, uh, running water people is what we're known as. My grandmother was born at Riversley Station in 1912. My great-great-grandmother, Rosie, escaped a massacre at Lawn Hill back in the 1800s. And um, my great-grandmother, Mabel, took her daughter, my grandmother, running away from Riversley Station um, to stop the police taking the kids away. And um, they were surviving on the backbone of fish. That's what my grandmother said. Her mother would always give us the, the flesh off the backbone, the best of what she had. So I'm just looking at the work here to remind me, but you'll see it in the space. So uh, one of the works has got, um, it looks like a backbone running down it, and it's actually a bunya leaf. I live in Brisbane now. I wasn't born there, but that's where um, I, I am now. And so it's talking about the spine, the backbone. There's also an image of um, kangaroo tooth neck lace that I drew back in uh, 95, early 96, when I had the Moulton Shandon Fellowship and I decided to contact museums, overseas museums, and look at Aboriginal cultural material held in those collections. And in those days, um, it wasn't by the internet, it was by fax. <laughs> and uh, having a look at those objects, which were as close to my country as I could, I really felt the connection, especially when I saw objects made with hair, because I thought that could be my grandmother's, my great-grandmother's, you know, sort of the matrilineal line of our hair, and I just feel there's such a resonance within that. And so one of the other works has got sort of string floating through it, but it's like hair, because the hair carries our DNA, it carries blood memory, it carries all of those ancestors, and those ancestors are hiding within the hair. So anything which has been used on the body, anything which has been made, like the string, as it's rolling down the leg, it's catch capturing, you know, hair from our bodies, it's capturing the, the oil from our skin, and whoever's hair that has come from, it's carrying that, it's whoever is wearing those objects, it's they're carrying that, and then in those collections overseas, they've been away from country for a long time. It's terrible. So, yeah. And um, your work, in your work, you've never um, sort of used a stretch canvas that, that goes over the edge. Can you speak to uh, um, you know, some of those themes in your work as well as to why you uh, stage the work in, in the way that you do? Well, it's a lot easier to roll up <laughs> and carry with you. <laughs> Uh, and I also like, um, I've had lunch on my works. So I sort of, you know, use them like a tarp. So it's great in the studio. But um, I do, a, I trained as a printmaker. And so I like the, the edge, the deckled edge of the canvas as opposed to the really straight edge. And I think that if you've ever done old fashioned sort of posters and you tear the edge of the paper and then you uh, reproduce it on a photocopier, it disappears, whereas if you've got a cut edge, you see the line. So it's like I want the vision to go beyond the edge. And if it's a really straight edge, you sort of see it. I mean, you look at buildings and things like that, you see that really strong edge. 
if you look at something organic like the tree that's fluttering over behind you, it's, a, it's not defined as much. And so I like the idea of making something that shimmers and moves through and camouflages and floats into your subconscious. And when you've made your works, you use a number of different elements in them. Sorry, she's got a sheet here and now I'm looking at it. Um, it's terrible. Um, but um, you, you always use a number of different elements. So some of them are often, you know, the uh, historical objects um, and um, you use the, the wash in the background, sometimes creating landscapes out of it. Um, how do you work through that pro process of knowing what objects need to be with everything else in them? Um, I make quite a lot of works at one time and then the work speaks to me. So I have a conversation with the work and I also play with it. So when I was making these ones here, and actually you can look at um, the Tate Modern um, Hot Shots, or I can't remember what it is, but it's like a little um, video thing you, through YouTube. So you'll see me actually making the background to these works. And so these ones here, I was putting washes of colour down and nets that I've collected from all over the place and trampling on them. I dance, I put music on and dance to them. And so however strong my footprint goes on there, that squashes the paint sort of down into uh, the work. And I have a good time, the work has a good time, I peel it off and then it tells me what to do. So I'll play around with all sorts of images on it. And on um, String Over Water, you'll see some images in the background which have got swirling white marks. Those marks I've used for a long time, but in this case, this is drawings that I took of melting bodies of water in Japan. So it's also talking about climate change and the impact upon that across um, all of our countries, not just in Australia. There's some of my work which is using charts of the disappearing springs all throughout the Northern Territory and other places. And you'll see that um, in the charts, uh, in the 1800s, there were so many springs and now there's 80% of those have gone and they've dried up. So that's the sort of thing I'm interested in, scientific charts. When I was up at Blue Mud Bay, working with community up there, I was looking at um, the sea rights charts and the documents that were used to ratify the sea rights and how that came through. So those are the things I'm interested in, things from past and from present. Beautiful. Well, uh, we've, we've come to time already. Um, uh, it's um, been a pleasure to, to share the stage with so many amazing people. Um, and I just want to um, just um, let everybody know that it's, it's a huge privilege to be here with people like this sharing, um, you know, this knowledge. There's so much more of it, but to, to have um, a group of amazing, powerful people up here sharing this much with us um, is a real privilege, you know, for me, somebody who's been doing this for, for quite a while. Um, so um, please um, join me in thanking the artists for sharing everything that they've shared with us today. Thank you so much. It was just fascinating hearing from you all. Thank you so much for everything that you're sharing with us.
And thank you to the audience for um, joining us and being part of the Bumper Bambalia here today at Dunandy at the Art Gallery of South Australia. We have the art fair opening tonight at five o'clock, but following this at two o'clock, we have a talk up in Gallery 11 with Peggy Griffiths in conversation with Gus Clutterbuck with her work. And uh, just before that at 1.30, there's an opening at the State Library of a project with the Barclay Artists. It's a big day, it's a big weekend. Um, I urge you to grab a program and join us on our journey. Thank you for coming. <laughs>